0: What's up, what's up, what's up, you beautiful and sexy you? You are tuned in to Get What You Want with host Jessica Brothers. Sharing these secrets to feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless so you can stop that cycle you're in and break free to live the incredible quality of life you deserve. Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast, the Hack Your Health series with host Jessica Brothers and Dr. Michelle Lynn.
1: Hi, everyone. Just a quick disclaimer. This is for education purposes only. This is not a medical advice. So please see your doctor before you implement anything that we talk about.
0: Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast. This is your Hack Your Health series with your host, Jessica Brothers and Dr. Michelle Lynn, one of my true, true friends here. Absolutely adore her. Uh, so welcome back there. Thank you so much. It's yes. been a good amount of time away, so I'm very excited about this. Yes. Uh, to, to be transparent, I've been traveling a lot, which has been great. Uh, you know, Michelle, has uh, opened up her med spa, which is really, really fantastic as well. And here we are, uh, you know, coming back to a a highly needed podcast episode, because not only was I craving to talk with her, but she was getting a lot of requests, like when's your next one?
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to speak to everybody again and give you my thoughts. Um, Thank you so much for your feedback.
0: Yes. So today is gonna be a little different. Different in the fact of our topic. Uh, maybe this topic would be considered, I don't know, taboo, woo woo, I don't even know. But the reality is in all of my traveling, I would say a good 90% of the people I was meeting when they were asking me what I do, of course I would start talking about human biology and health. Uh, you know, I would get a little bit spiritual uh, and I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship with self. Um, the similar pile of questions would always come on. Do you think that our spirituality has anything to do with our health?
1: Oh, hugely. Hugely. And it's, you know, what happens with our brains. um, It's interesting, our brains, they, we have a part of our brain that is made for spirituality, Mm. whether we believe that God put that into us to be able to connect with um, a higher power, or if it's just something that's evolutionary and maybe um, helps with uh, social um, interactions, we don't know. Um, Not scientifically, but we know it's there. Mm. And in us individually, we have a different
0: relationship with that part. Interesting. So when you say we have a part of our brain, can we actually locate it or do we just know it's there?
1: You know, I believe scientists have located it. Uh, they've done um, research and did uh, MRIs, uh, functional MRIs that can see parts of the brain light up mm-hmm. when they bring up certain topics. And so I don't know the exact part of the brain, but I know experiments of like that have been done and uh, we know it exists.
0: So I have a question. Uh, maybe you know the answer to this. Maybe you don't. Uh, but I've I've um, had a lot of conversations around the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the pineal gland, or if you do, what do you know about it?
1: I think there's very little that we know. Um, we we think it regulates uh, a little bit of sleep, some of the hormones, uh, melatonin. Mm. Um, you know, maybe it plays a part in seizures, but. Mm. Um, so my knowledge, uh, my neurology knowledge is a very strong, um, but yeah, we, I, I would say overall from what I've been taught about it, it seems very limited.
0: Mm, yeah. And I too have been, uh, gotten that similar answer from people or even from doing some sort of research, yeah. um, in the scientific world, there is, there's not a ton of documentation or, or things talking about really, um, mainly the spiritual side of the pineal gland, because uh, whether this is true or not, I don't think everyone believes this because not everyone believes everything, (laughs) uh, the same thing, right? We all have our own opinions and judgments uh, that a lot of people think that our third eye, our spiritual self lays in that pineal gland. Um, However, from what I've learned, our spiritual self is not in one particular area it's everywhere
1: yeah
0: it's flowing through us it's flowing around us it's flowing between us into everything into this computer into this microphone it's all just constantly flowing right just like a radio wave Mm -hmm. just like a cell phone wave Mm -hmm. they're all waves of of some sort of frequency
1: yeah
0: and this is why i say this and Going back to the very basics of what I've learned in science uh, is the simplest form of ev- of everything that anything on this planet is made of is an atom. Okay. The atom contains three things. Um, it's a proton, a neutron, and an electron. The proton and neutrons are in the nucleus in the center of the atom. Okay. Um, usually if there's, three protons, there's three neutrons, which means the electrons spin at a rapid rate and usually three um, outside of it. And these are, the electrons are much smaller. Um, And having the same amount of protons, neutrons, electrons creates a very neutral atom. It's neutral. There's no charge of positive or negative to it at all. And you can't split an atom. Uh, Oh, okay. Let me rephrase that. You can but if you did they're not really meant to be split like molecules or things that break down it is the smallest form uh if you did split an atom of something it would no longer behave like that thing because you're you're breaking down the base of it now science shows that in order for that atom to become charged positive or negative or or to become something you introduce environment to it, an energy source to it to change and shift the sharing, the transferring of electrons, um, which or protons or you know, to combine, which give it uh, you know, more of a, a physicality with a charge to it. Am I speaking this correctly? I believe. Yes. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> so my point is in science, the atom exists in spirit, the energy exists. So if, if that science needs, or that atom needs that energy, that means the physical needs the spiritual to be one. Mm -hmm. And that is why I say that it's not in one particular part of our body. This is what I believe. This is truly my belief. Maybe some of you agree. Maybe some of you don't. It's perfectly fine. I just want to say that this is my current belief. Things always change. But if the energy is flowing around atoms, to atoms, through atoms, based on environment, that means if we are a compound of of atoms and molecules Um, And everything in our world is, that means the energy is constantly flowing and it's not in one area of our body.
1: Right. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think you're exactly (laughs) right. I I feel like the easiest equation to look at is E equals MC squared. Okay. Everybody knows what that is, Mm. right? It's energy coming from mass. Yes. Right. So we need material in order to produce mass. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, in order to produce, well, not just mass, but also energy. Mm. And then, you know, for the people that are already interested in this, you'll know about the quarks and neurons, uh, nuance and gluons. So we're talking about more of a quantum stuff yes. that's out there. And It has shown to behave in ways that are beyond what mass does, beyond what the atom does. Um, And so we're going into this metaphysical quantum um, field where the possibilities are very much like a spiritual environment mm. um and it, it it has real manifestations mm. so it's good to delve into this too it's healthy to be able to do these mental experiments and to be curious and to look at relationships because no one thing whether it's uh energy based whether it's thoughts whether it's um you know physical, uh, it's all based off of energy and related and mm-hmm. interrelated to you as a person and affects your health.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely I love the word quantum too, because mm-hmm. that's that's like a buzzword when people uh, start diving into, you know, kind of understanding more about what we're talking about. Quantum comes up a lot. Uh, and it's a lot to wrap your head around too. Um, you know, when you talk about quantum time and quantum space and quantum physics and quantum, you know, it's, it's a lot to wrap your head around, but it's a path that I feel people are headed towards. They're more open to Listening or learning about because it's giving us improvements on not only our health but living our best life. Yeah, you talk about manifestations, um, you know, that was such a woo woo word for so long. Now mm-hmm. people are really starting to talk about it because they're realizing, I mean, this is something I realized a long time ago, and I've come to a realization of learning a lot more about it. Um, it's a law just like the law of gravity it never turns off so the law of attraction or manifestation i'm going to say attraction because in science actually ions or or like ionization will actually in their definition of talking about what an ion is or ionization talks about law of attraction it's in science books Mm -hmm. it's how this cup right here becomes physical molecules attracted through energy that is a law of attraction in the, in a the sense if, if you go into the science books that's the simplicity of it it's how everything is held together um through that attraction and that is how the molecules seemingly become a physical uh, because if we were to put this under a microscope we would see a bunch of little things kind of like just right moving around. Right. It's mostly space. Yes. Every, everybody is made of more space than they are things. Yes. So
1: yeah, the it's brought together by different charges. We're attracted to different charges. Mm-hmm. What that means in our human uh form is that our brains actually will adjust without us knowing to look for things that we have a desire for. Yes. So you know the simplest thing is like, oh, if you're driving around and you need coffee, guess what your eyes and your brain are going to hone into yes. all the different Starbucks coffee shops that are around drooling. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to find one. Mm-hmm. So that's our, our brains are very, very, uh, interesting in their structure and mm-hmm. the way they function. Um, they're very mysterious, just like our, just like our spiritual world.
0: Yeah, that's, I, I, I absolutely love that. Cause it's so true. And that's, That's something that people use every day in their life that they can relate to. Like if they are looking for coffee, now they're going to be like, wow, it does happen. Or just like, I hear this one a lot. As soon as you buy a new car, you start seeing that car everywhere, (laughs) but you've never seen it before. It's not that you did not You just weren't honed in on it. Your brain wasn't looking for it, you know? And this goes back to uh, so many personal development books. What you focus on grows. Yes what you focus on grows and your brain will turn that on. And, and if you're thinking about it and you're looking, it's, it's coming out into your world. You're, you, you are attracting it. You are focusing in on it. You are um, and there's a better way to say that. It's just not coming to me right now, but y- y- yes, uh, you are seeking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are seeking, you are manifesting. You're making it a reality in your yes, life. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the next question I want to talk about is our health. I have some really good news. Maybe you've heard this. I don't think I've shared this with uh, anyone outside of my my inner circle. The good news is, I am one hundred percent completely healed. Yay. Yeah. It's been like, what? seven years where I was first. Got so sick every three weeks on the dot, 104 fevers, looked like I was nine months pregnant, nausea, bedridden for up to 10 days at a time, um, couldn't even lift my head off the pillow. Um, even when I was standing up, like I felt like I wasn't here. I had major brain fog. I couldn't even focus. My husband at the time would say words to me and I couldn't even process what he was saying. It didn't even make sense to me barely even eat food it was so it just came on all of a sudden it's never all of a sudden it (laughs) seemed like it was all of a sudden my body had just hit a threshold uh come to find out i was eating listeria for months Mm -hmm. so that weakened my entire immune system so whatever was in my body was like yay it's it's Mm playtime and i developed a severe autoimmune to food to a lot of things uh And truth be told, I visited many specialists and medical doctors and the spectrum was, you are fine. I I was doing blood work every single Saturday to the point where the the nurses knew me. Hey, Jessica, you're back. We hope we find it this time. I was going for weeks and the doctors say, everything's normal. Everything's normal. But I was clearly not normal. Mm -hmm. I was tracking three weeks on the dot and then. Finally, one day a doctor told me, uh, oh, we need to give you a liver transplant. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't happening. This is, I'm healthy.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I work out every day. Um, I take care of my body. I eat pretty healthy. There's no way that I need a liver transplant. I said, well, what's that look like? he he said, well, when you get sicker, we just move you up on the list. I'm like, sicker? My husband had to carry me into the hospital here. How much sicker can I get? And I was not having it. Just was not having it. I said, you know what? I know enough about health where I fully believe I can heal this. I just think I need to go natural. I need to go natural. I need to learn more about that and understand the body even more. And that's what really got me to dive super deep into my education of human biology Mm -hmm. and really understand the body to heal myself. It was I. My son was a year old. He knew me as always being sick. At a year old, probably didn't remember, Mm -hmm. but I felt that way. That was the guilt. And um, yeah, I just started my healing journey. And seven years later, I am I am healed, hundred percent healed. Now I will say you've helped me a lot with my dumps.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I'm just happy to play a role in it.
1: And I think a lot of it is you like, I see myself as support.
0: How yes. Okay. Support. <laughs> she, she was a great support. So every, uh, every two weeks I would go and get dumped by her. <laughs> she would, it was my lymph nodes. She would take the cups almost and turn them over. It's <laughs> the easy way to say it. and dump them into my my body to metabolize and excrete. Yeah, <laughs> As much right. Yeah. and you would check certain points on my body, and there was one valve that would always you said was rubbery.
1: Yeah, it's a there's Chapman points, and there are also um, ganglion, mm-hmm. um, and these are neural bundles mm-hmm. that come together almost like if you if you think about it, uh, it's related to acupuncture points. Mm-hmm. So where the energy converges mm-hmm. and can't pass through. We mm. have it, um, we we really just massage the area and, you know, things just start to untangle and go uh, in the directions
0: they're supposed to go. So you use the word energy. Yeah. And so it sounds like there was stuck energy and things weren't flowing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the DO community will not use those words. Of course not. Um, but they're trying to explain it um, with science that they don't have a good way to explain it. They don't have a good way to do experiments. They just, the experiment is, this is broken. Now it works. Mm. That's really all we could, you know, show in the scientific community because science is limited. Like mm-hmm. it, it's limited in its language and it's limited in its, um, in its protocols. So, you know, when I speak to my patients about uh, what's happening, or I try to explain to students, like energy doesn't have to be very woo-woo. It, it is really about charges. Mm. Um, so when you think about what we are as human beings, we're mostly water. So yeah, if you um, decide to touch a socket and I decide to touch you, we will both get shocked. Um, And that's the kind of influence that we have is a healer uses their electrical energy to influence what's in the patient's
0: body. Mm, Yes,
1: And we could even go right through anatomy too. If I focus my concentration from the front of the body to get to the back of the body, to my other hand, I can do it. Mm. And I have felt things move and open up and patients have gotten off the table and felt better because I'm able to transfer my energy, my electrical charges right through the human body and to open joints up, to get blood flow better, to turn off bad nerve signals.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. The fact that we have a doctor right here talking about energy healing the body is a beautiful thing and i appreciate you so much for that because there's not many people in the medical world um your your world of course you are much different and uh, that's why uh we love you so much especially me she's mine (laughs) no i share um Um, talking about this because it's it's very true. And the whole point of me telling everyone that I am now 100% healed, two points, uh, the fact that I believe everything can be healed. I mean, I was told my autoimmune would never be healed. Well, I'm healed. And this is the second point I want to make. I did all the physical stuff. I did the eating. I, you know how disciplined I've been on my eating for seven years straight. And I'm not going to turn that off. I mean, it's now just part of me. I'm mainly uh, a vegan. I eat, the other day I had some egg. Uh, The day before that, or a week before that, I had some salmon. I'm going to be real. I'm not a complete vegan, but I notice my body really does best mainly off of clean vegetables. I I love it. I absolutely love it. But okay, let's get back. I was uh, doing all the physical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I was eating super disciplined, Mm -hmm. all the foods that were non-inflammatory, clean, non-processed, no gluten, no dairy, no grains, Mm -hmm. um, no beans. I I was eating literally clean sources of protein and and vegetables and some sweet potato and maybe some like plantains and corn. Mm
1: -hmm. And because
0: I would muscle test myself so I was doing all that right. I was working out seven days a week, not to the point of exhaustion, but to the point where I felt good. So it was healthy working out. Um, I was doing personal development. So thinking really good, you know? Um, and I was getting my lymph nodes dumped. I was I was uh, excreting toxins. I, I was doing all the things that would help align my body to to help it heal. But there were bits of me that weren't all healed. And I'm like, why is this? Why am I for six years doing all this stuff? And I feel like the last bits, it's like getting that last five pounds off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's
0: just sticking there. Like, what is it? And then I realized it was more of a spirituality, meaning Here we go. I had stored energy in my cells that was keeping me sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Beliefs that I still had an autoimmune. Once I cleared that, not only out of my thoughts, but also out of my cells, my body healed. And this is what I mean. I would go to the restaurants. Oh, I have a dairy and gluten allergy. I would keep saying that. That was my story. So that was my belief. Oh, as long as I keep saying I have an allergy, I'm gonna keep having that allergy. Now I know some people are like, that's just crazy. But thoughts give, or sorry, words are vibration. We know we know that they're vibration. We can Mm -hmm. if if I couldn't hear, maybe I can still pick up on vibration, just not hear the sound, Mm -hmm. because our ears are translators of vibration that emit the sound. That makes sense. Um, But words are vibration and and if vibration determines the health of our body and, and we could break that down, then words absolutely determine parts of our health as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your words create beliefs, your beliefs create. Uh, different chemicals in your brain. So this is where the thought of being triggered, right? Mm. We, we know things in the negative. So when you're triggered, you have uh, an increased uh, release of epinephrine and adrenaline and cortisol mm. because mm. it's stressing you out mm. because of words that were communicated. Mm. So uh, words, the phonetic of words is very interesting. You'll hear people that speak multiple languages say, this is like, whatever. And they use their own native tongue to explain. And they're like, it makes sense. There's no word in this other language that means this, but there is a whole internal feeling Mm. to some words. Um, And it's, it's a real thing. Like sound, we know sound has vibration, different sounds have different qualities of vibration. You know, why a child knows their mother's voice. It, all of that is Important, and mm. we don't ignore that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, both our words and our thoughts create vibration, which emits um, a way a feeling in us. When, when you say when you, when you say a word, it, it is a feeling, and when you have a thought, you have a feeling. There is a not only biochemical reaction, but there's a physiological reaction too, because if you say a certain word like "shit." <laughs> like did you see my physical <laughs> you can't just be like shit <laughs> i mean you can but uh, i mean yeah. different feeling is emitted the way you say the word um and the same with a thought if you think of something sad your body's going to start going into like a sad you know physiological state whereas you're happy your body's going to go into that kind of physiological state so they all work one in the same and that creates you know our electromagnetic field um and that field you know creates a positive or a negative charge really and and if we're atoms and we have a positive or a negative charge um and if you go into start going to frequencies you yeah. understand that that affects the health of our cells or what our cells will store because they have memory in the way too um right? Yeah, I totally agree.
1: Let's go back to the point about you and your beliefs about yourself. Okay. So your beliefs drove reactions in your own body. Like you couldn't even move. I remember uh, that you've had, um, even if a bread touched the plate, anything left over, um, you would have a flare. Yes. So the thought experiments are very powerful. So in order for you to understand that, let's try something with the audience. So, for you, pick a food that you absolutely hate eating, whether that be broccoli, whether it's usually vegetables. People hate eating vegetables. I love them. <laughs> I know. I so them. sad. Um, so, pick a vegetable you do not like to eat. And for the next few weeks, several times you tell yourself, I really love broccoli. Mm. I, I love broccoli. When you get a chance, you know, go on YouTube and look for broccoli recipes and just watch all that food porn and be like, oh, I really like that. That's Mm -hmm. pretty. Even if you don't say that to yourself and, you know, then go ahead and try eating broccoli. Mm. So you have to try to believe your thoughts. Mm. If you believe your thoughts, all of a sudden broccoli tastes really, really good.
0: Mm. I love that. Yeah.
1: So do that thought experiment, but you have to be fully in it. You can't you can't be saying the words and then the back of my like, oh, I still gonna hate broccoli. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, reprogram yourself and, you know, just do those little thought experiments and you could reprogram yourself and your image of your health to really eliminate the things that you are doing to poison yourself. Yes. Some of these are very real. Some allergies are very real and there's no way around it, but some of them are self-made.
0: Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that experiment. Uh, it, it just goes to showcase the power of thought, but belief too, because you're right. You can't just go around pretending, Oh, I love broccoli. That's mm-hmm. not all in. You're either all in or you're not. If your belief doesn't match your action, if those are not aligned, it's not going to happen. They have to align your action of pretending to eat the broccoli, saying you love it, watching all the broccoli recipes and just really just enjoying broccoli, even though it's not in your mouth yet. um, and, and creating that that pathway uh, or in that belief, um when you go to eat the broccoli, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly believe that, I mean, how else would we change our taste buds throughout our life? I mean, there was one point where I hated salmon. Now I love salmon. And you know what it was. I hated salmon up until the point that where my son was born. and one of the first solid food he'd had. Uh, was salmon he loved still does to this day (laughs) loves salmon and all of a sudden I started loving it you know because I saw him how much he enjoyed it Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I love it too because you know I wanted to enjoy something with him now I love salmon yeah (laughs) I (laughs) mean so that is absolutely phenomenal um I hope you all got something at least one thing i'm sure you got a lot out of today's discussion we we did some pretty pretty good stuff uh we just touched the base of a a lot of different concepts here about spirit and science and i used to say that they were one in the same now i understand it as they are opposite ends of the same spectrum kind of dancing together you can't have one without the other you just can't like You can't have a front of a coin without the back of a coin. How else would you know what the front
1: is?
0: (laughs) Um, You know, when, because this is something that uh, Deepak Chopra, Deepak
1: Chopra. Yeah. Okay. I was right. All right.
0: (laughs) It wasn't sounding right. Deepak (laughs) Chopra said, um, no, no, excuse me. Oh, where there is a thought, there is a molecule. And where there is a molecule, there is a thought. And I'll never forget that when I read his book, I don't even know how many years ago. And that statement right there truly got me on the path of really looking for spirituality inside science. Mm -hmm. And I will say 100%, I am uh, a true believer that you cannot... Have one without the other. They work in unison, in harmony, to create our our world. And so, my my final point about me being healed is once I realized that I was doing all the physical, I then realized I had to do all the spiritual too to create my optimal health.
1: Yeah, and that's something I make sure I ask everyone.
0: Yes. Hey,
1: do you have any belief system? Any? Mm. And when they don't, I tell them you need
0: to find. Something. Mm, mm. So if you're going through health issues and you're doing all the physical work, but you're not getting better, make sure you include the spiritual work too, relationship with yourself, your belief system, telling you and believing what it is you want for your health. It really is powerful. It really is 100% healing. It allows the body to do what it's meant to do and heal you. I love it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us today. What a great conversation. I can't wait to come back and have some more of these talks with you, Dr. Michelle. Yeah, it's going to get more exciting. It sure (laughs) is. We cannot wait. All right, everyone, if you liked what you heard today, definitely like, subscribe, share, comment, whatever platform you're on. We appreciate your support and we want to keep serving you. If you have any questions, please reach out. Uh, We are happy to answer anything you have. And until next time, love yourself, rock your day, own your day, believe in yourself. Lots of love. Adios. Bye.